Welcome to the Phil Nason Show, brought to you by PlayUp Sportsbook. PlayUp welcomes all bettors and offers the best prices on the market. They are also proud to be an official betting partner of the New Jersey Devils. Check them out online or in the App Store and see for yourself why PlayUp is your best bet. You're listening to a pre-recorded edition of the Phil Nason Show. The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play, and please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show, man. We are so happy to have you here. Join us daily as we help you become smarter and more profitable sports bettors. We're presented by PlayUp.com. That's PlayUp Sportsbook, to be exact. Best rollover rates and sign-up bonuses in the business. Head on over to PlayUp.com. Sign up for an account and find out why. PlayUp is always your best bet. And speaking of best bets, BetStamp. They are aces numero uno for me, the best sports betting tracking software company in the business. Free for all you podcasters and others, handicappers, whatever you want to do. Show your customers a lot more than just some chicken scratches on a website. They handle all our business at Phil Nason Show and This Week in Tennis, and we couldn't be more thrilled. That's betstamp.app. And we also want to share some brand new, exciting news. Cash with Flash, Best Bets, and the Wolf Line have teamed up, and we will be producing the only sports trading newsletter of its kind. You can find it over at betstamp.app under the Phil Nason Show Banner, you can also find it at Cash with Flash and the Wolf Line. We're going to make your betting experience much, much better. And we'll give you a free sample daily for the next 30 days just for you to try it out before you pay your hard-earned cash. And then you will cash with a Flash and a Wolf. Michael Noonan is in the house. What's happening, brother? Good morning, Phil. Good morning. My intro keeps getting longer and longer. It's good. Hell yeah, it is. You know, I, I got it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I remember when I called you up in 2018 when the Supreme Court decided to uh, make the states, uh, allow the states to regulate their own sports betting issues and if they want to do it or whatever. And look at how far we've come in just a short amount of time, Michael. This is amazing. It is. And it's... Um it's good to see that you are always right in the middle of it, and you seem to be on on the edge of every new technology that comes out as well. I do my best. You know, I'm not a technological guy by any stretch of the imagination. When I first started reading The Wolf Line, I had no idea. I'm not an economics guy as far as stocks and bonds and all that. I learned a hard lesson when I was in Greece and the banks collapsed. <laughs> So I'm kind of leery of all that. But this guy, his name is Greg Wolf, the Wolf. He and his business partner, Joe, are amazing people who don't normally work with guys like me. But apparently I've won them over and I couldn't be more excited about what we're going to produce. 
for not just us in general, but in particular, the people who subscribe to that newsletter because it is going to change the way people look at sports betting. Sounds amazing. I think it's going to be. And I usually don't get hooked up with flim flam like that. So this is going to be fun. But uh, So yesterday, I'm watching the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New York Jets. Only huh. because I had no, no dog in that game. And it's fun to just watch a game when there's nothing involved in it for me. And then I see this. I go to the bathroom, Michael. And I come out and I see and I go, oh, man, there's a streaker. On the field. Turns out it was Antonio Brown. He got in a disagreement with the coaching staff. They asked him to go back into the ball game. He claims that his ankle was injured and he couldn't play. The coach said, okay, well, if you can't play, then you don't belong here. And Antonio ripped off his jersey, took off his T-shirt, and disappeared from the scene. What were your? What are your thoughts about all that? So, let me ask you a question, Phil. Okay. Do you have a degree or any training in psychology? Um, I don't, but I've been a professional tennis coach for 38 years. So I okay. feel like I might have a slight edge on some of the people just coming out of school with no experience. But to answer your question, no. Okay. Neither do I. Nope. Uh, I have some experience with mental illness because I have some people close to me that, that suffer from that and work through life every day every with day. And I'm watching Twitter yesterday after this exhibition by Antonio Brown and everybody is pleading for him to get help. Uh, don't say anything negative about him. He needs help. On and on and on. And I have a theory, Phil. Okay. My theory is that Antonio Brown is just an asshat. Okay. Now that's fair. Uh, there are uh, there is such a thing in this world as people who are just not very good people, and they don't think they need any help because they like being who they are. And I'm a little weary. I'm actually way beyond a little weary of people allowing public figures like this to do as they will and then giving them an excuse to continue doing what it is they do. And as we're getting all of these pleas for understanding for Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown is on Instagram and Twitter and doesn't appear to have a care in the world. Why would he? Okay. And the people that I know that suffer with mental illness and work through life every day to be the best they can be, just like anybody with uh, any other type of illness does, it's hard, but they are good and productive and wonderful people to be around they just have a different sort of uh, dysfunction in their bodies than other people do. Uh, I've always likened it. And you know this. Uh, people that read my site know this. I have heart issues. I don't see that there's a difference really between heart issues and mental issues. 
But the difference is that Antonio Brown has almost unlimited resources to deal with any issue that he might have. And instead of dealing with whatever issue he might have, we have year after year after year after year of this kind of just disgusting behaviors. So I, I just want to go on record uh, today, this morning. I, I don't have any sympathy for Antonio Brown. I have sympathy for the people whose lives that he affects over and over and over again because he keeps getting a pass for just being a jackass. So if he needs help, the NFL has insanely good programs that they don't even charge these guys for, these mega millionaires. Uh, he's had umpteen opportunities to do something. He has one today. I'm not sure he needs help. What what he's probably going to need in about three years is money because he's liable to be bankrupt. But I say goodbye, Antonio. Don't <laughs> care if I ever see your self again. That's my take on Antonio Brown. Well, there you go. You know, uh, I don't feel sorry for him at all. I have no... I, I personally don't have an issue with the guy. I know people personally who do. Um, I can tell you this. Bruce Arians, he knew all about Antonio Brown because he was the offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh for two seasons. Look, these things would have come out a lot sooner, but Pittsburgh is an organization that likes to deal with their own inside the organization. Suffice to say that he was difficult there is an understatement. He didn't really endear himself to his teammates. If you remember, Ben Roethlisberger called him out more than once. Um, he didn't name his name, but he had tired of it. Um, we don't, and it didn't start in Pittsburgh like a lot of people claimed. This These kind of strange moves by Brown started when he was in college, before college. He, was he wasn't supposed to go to Central Michigan. He was supposed to go to Florida International. But he got into it with somebody over there, and he ended up not being on the team. He never took part in anything. He just left. He went to Central Michigan. I'm from that area. I know the situation there well, and he was cared for there. And he didn't act up because they had tossed him out of school quickly there. Suffice to say, this is a guy that's been on four football teams in the last two seasons. His talent is off the charts. The guy can play football when he's focused and concentrating. But that doesn't happen much anymore. Maybe he feels he's done enough in the game. Maybe whatever. I don't know his financial situation, but I would hope that he's put some money aside because he's never going to play in the NFL again. Who's going to take a chance on him again? Nobody. He couldn't even stick with the Raiders. I mean, yeah, at his age... Um the show's over yeah and you know he hasn't taken any responsibility for his own well-being and I, I i'm completely unmoved and if you know me um i have more compassion for people struggling with things like that than most do because i i deal with it in my own family right but i have 
no use for people who simply use the system and use other people to continue being destructive. See ya. See ya. And it comes at a horrible time for Tampa Bay because they already have Chris Godwin out for the season. They do have uh, Mike Evans. He played really well yesterday. Let's not take away from what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers achieved yesterday. They barely beat the Jets, didn't they? They barely beat them. But let me tell you something. Tampa Bay is still a really good football team. They play Carolina at home this week. Gronk had a big day. And they're going to be fine. They're missing players, but you know what? They just kept going. I like Tom Brady's uh, response to the Antonio Brown thing. He wanted him there. You know, he just said, I hope he gets help. And that's all he can say. What are you going to say? He says, you know, I, I separate what happened there from our long-standing friendship. I'll always be his friend, blah, blah, blah. But it was the high road. I'm sure he was angry. The head coach was not, didn't reside in the same high road that Tom took. And, well, (laughs) he has a right to his thing. And that's enough about Antonio Brown and the Bucks for today. I was going to mention the fake vaccination card, but that should have been the end right there. But, you know... (laughs) This guy's just... Anyway. Right. That's what happens when when you start to get high off your own supply. Exactly. I tell and my tennis it, students that all the time. And, and people feed into it, allow it, encourage it. Okay, well, that, that this is what you get. It's, it's, you know, yesterday we had two things that were entirely predictable happen at the same time. And one of them was Antonio Brown's going to melt down at the worst possible time for the team. Yep. And Kirk Cousins was going to end up with a positive COVID test at the worst possible time. Both those things happened. Um, one of them will have repercussions on people's careers. The other one won't. Um, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, Bruce Arians, they, they will go forward, I'm sure, and be fine. Um, but I'm watching Twitter like a hawk this morning waiting for the announcement that Zimmer's been fired. Uh, well, let's 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 backtrack there for a second, partner. You've been waiting on on that f- since the game one of the season. Exactly, because what we knew or what we think we knew—that's something else I want to talk about someday. Because what we think we know is fans, and what really is is oftentimes like two different worlds. Oh, I know. But we knew that supposedly. The ownership of the Minnesota Vikings had said, if you don't make the playoffs, you're not going to be here. And so they have done everything that they thought they could do to win enough games to get in the playoffs. And yesterday was, if you don't win, you're out. And they're out because... They replaced their starting quarterback with a uh, statue. <laughs> I can walk to the mailbox and back faster than Sean Mannion can throw a crossing route. Right. Uh, it didn't work out well. But those were things that we knew were inevitable. Um, in, in the COVID era, uh, you're going to, to lose players, especially if they're unvaccinated. Um, last week, it was Dalvin Cook against the Rams. 
didn't have him. This week it was Kirk Cousins. Both of those things we knew were going to happen, and they did happen at the worst possible time. And so it's over for the Zimmer era. I don't know about the Spielman era, but, uh, you know, people's actions do have consequences on other people. Well, they do. They truly do. Uh, I don't blame Cousins for catching COVID. <laughs> but what happens if they if the front office says, you know what, we might have won that game with Cousins? It's not his fault that we've had COVID issues and give Zimmer a pass. Never going to happen. Okay. Then I'll stop right there. I appreciate that. Now, let's go on to the Bengals here because I know your heart is still bleeding um, from that game last night. We'll get into the Packers in a minute, but the one that I was really excited for, and we had this on the show, Scotty Fiedler pushed us to take this pick, the Bengals covering yesterday. And they didn't just cover, they won outright. They clinched the AFC North. And I'm amazed at that team. I think that those young kids from LSU have brought some joy into football that guys like Antonio Brown try to suck the life out of. I think that's an excellent observation. I, I I love both of them. Obviously, one of them's on my own personal favorite team. I just like to watch the Bengals play. Period. Me too. Um, and I I think I've been pretty consistent with that all year long. I like that football team. They're fun to watch. If if they build an offensive line next year, even more so. That's going to be a really good football team. But the thing that I watched yesterday. I thought Kansas City would take over that game. Right. And they're, they're usually with really good teams like Kansas City, once they take over a game, you see the other team just kind of lay down. And Cincinnati just kept coming. They just kept coming until they won that game. It, and it was great fun. I think that's something – I think we need to lean into that a little bit. Justin Jefferson's fun. Jamar Chase is fun. These guys bring some juice to the game that isn't always there. And especially it's not there when you're dealing with somebody like Antonio Brown. And we need to celebrate these guys. And it's interesting that, um, you know, Joe Burrow is obviously going to be a very good quarterback for a very long time. But those receivers make it worth tuning in. That's a good football team, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, listen, the fun part is is that they're currently three-point away underdogs against Cleveland next week. Now, we obviously don't know what the Bengals' plans are for Sunday yet, whether they've decided to sit their starters and rest them or whatever. I kind of feel like they won't. I kind of feel like they're going to want to beat the living snot out of the Browns in Baker Mayfield if if Mayfield survives the game tonight. Um, that's going to be fun. But, yeah, I like that team. And Joe Mixon, too. You know, how is it possible that you can have so many quality human beings on one NFL team? And, well, let's talk about that for just a second. Just, just a second. 
Because coming out of college, if anybody was a problem child, it was Joe Mixon. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I think Minnesota was considering drafting him, but his rap sheet was such that they didn't touch him. Right. A lot of teams that didn't touch Joe Mixon coming out. That's right. And have have we heard a peep about Joe Mixon's issues since he became a Bengal? Nope. Not a one. You ever seen him in the press room when they do their press conferences post-game and during the week? He looks them all in the eye. He smiles. He does what he has to do. <laughs> He's engaging. He's friendly. He's like that with the fans. He is the antithesis. Damn, I couldn't get that out, Michael, of who he was in college. And that just goes to show that some people do grow up and others do not. And it's a choice. Yeah, it's a choice. You have a choice. And, and some, most make them. You know, most make them. You know, I'm not talking about these things that happen between male and female counterparts. Those things, you know, fights at home, stuff like that. I'm talking about going out, committing crimes, <laughs> acting a fool. And, and these young people that are coming into the NFL are, are, are making me think that this game is going to be really great again. It's still great, or I should say remain great for a very long time. And it's so much fun. That's why I like watching the Bengals play. And I'm going to especially like watching the Bengals play next Sunday and beat the stuffing out of the Browns in the dog pound. Well, if I were them, I would rest my quarterback. Okay. Uh, matter of fact, I would probably, I'd probably go with a skeleton crew next week. And still beat them. <clears throat> it's possible. I'll be curious to see how Cleveland plays tonight. Because they, they, they've got nothing to play for but pride. And so we'll see if they have any. Well, have you watched them this year? They they don't seem to. They seem to make a lot of excuses. Mayfield seems to make a lot of commercials. You know, he's made more new commercials this year than he's thrown interceptions, and that's quite a few. Well, I I don't begrudge a guy making. No, me help. either. You know, um, I and you know Baker Mayfield. Plays hurt. I think he plays as hard as and as well as he can. He's just not going to be in the top echelon of quarterbacks. Nope. But, you know, the discussion about Baker Mayfield is going to end up being, can we pay him little enough, and I'm compared to other quarterbacks, can we pay him that twenty to twenty-five million window and improve the team around him? If they can, they'll resign him. Um, you know, I I I would love to get rid of Kirk Cousins. I think I've made that <laughs> abundantly clear. Right. But the problem with Cousins or Mayfield. Even you know, in New York, where the Giants are always talking about. You know, maybe we're done with Daniel Jones. Okay, who are you going to replace him with? The 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 crop coming out of college isn't really um, exciting. Uh, 
Green Bay looks like they're going to be able to keep Rodgers, honestly. Oh, yeah. Um, so you'll have everybody in on Russ Wilson and Deshaun Watson. Do you want Deshaun Watson? Uh, if I were playing, if I were still playing uh, touch football, I would have him quarterback because the guy can throw. Is the guy ever going to be back on the field? I mean, if if he were able to uh, resolve all of the 22 lawsuits against him, plus the impending possibly criminal charges, yeah, he's he's a good player. But is that all that going to get fixed? Who knows? And so, everybody everybody in on Russell Wilson. Okay, what's it going to cost you? Yeah, he's going to cost money there. It's not just money, it's uh, the assets that it's going to take to uh, free him from Seattle. What's the rest of your team going to look like, and what's it going to look like in the years to come? It's just not as simple as, I mean, we all would say, unless we have a Joe Burrow or an Aaron Rodgers, uh, we want a better quarterback. Well, no bleep, Sherlock. Where are you going to find one? Yeah, that's a tough one. There aren't that many. I like Kenny Pickett a lot coming out of Pittsburgh, but uh, we'll have to wait and see who gets him. We see how it is, what happens to these quarterbacks who come out of college like Trevor Lawrence and end up on a lousy football team. Maybe Trevor Lawrence doesn't make it. Oh, I think eventually he will, but... You know, Minnesota last last draft in the third round picked Kellen Mond. And a lot of uh, Minnesota fans wanted to see Mond start last night. Right. That's who I after, thought they were going to start. Yeah. After – did you watch Zimmer's press conference? Oh, I didn't. I fell asleep. I was horrified no. and I tired. I was laughing so hard. They asked Zimmer, are you anxious to see Kellen Mond next week? And he says, not particularly. <laughs> and the report goes, why not? He goes, because I see him every day. Oh, wow. I, now, so, if I were the owner, I would fire him for that. Why? For telling the truth? Okay. Kellen Mond, isn't he the one who came out of Texas A&M? Yes. Yeah, he was okay there. Yeah, well, it's a the, tough road to hoe when you're trying to find a quarterback in the NFL now. Yeah, the assumption of people like me, the average fan, is let's see what the kid can do. And we build up what this kid can do in our heads, and we want to see it on the field. And the reality is is that the coaching staff has seen him every day and obviously thinks it would have been a bigger disaster to put him out there. Uh, quarterbacks are hard to find. Stafford killed my fantasy championship hopes, I think. Stafford was hot garbage. Woo, he's been too. You know, that kid, that's the fourth pick six he's thrown in the last six weeks. He had two more interceptions yesterday, and they still barely won. Yeah, I, uh, and so again, this is one of those places where I was like so wrong. Because I thought Matt Stafford was just going to set the world on fire in L.A. Well, he started out that way. And 
there's been a fire, but it's been a dumpster fire. How much is that his coaching and how much is that is him? I don't know. He doesn't look. So when he was in Detroit, played Minnesota twice a year. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I watched those games. Yes, I did too. And I had the same feeling about Stafford that people have about Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady uh, in the, at, the, at the end of a half or at the end of a game. It's like Stafford's going to find a way to kill you. Stafford is just going to gut you. And I had nothing but respect for him. He just doesn't look like the same player. He looks hurt to me. That's kind of my guess. I, I'm, I'm not sure what the disconnect is, but if God forbid Cooper cup pulls a hamstring, see ya. You know, this is funny that you bring that up because I watched yesterday an interview with uh, Odell Beckham Jr. And he says he he is happy that he has an opportunity to catch balls in the end zone because the quarterback he has can get it there. The, The players and the coaches all love Stafford. They didn't hate him in Detroit. And I just, I don't know. I don't know what's happened to that team. But so much for that vaunted defense they were talking about, you know, when they got the kid from Denver. But you know something? They got lucky yesterday. They host the San Francisco 49ers next week. That should be a very interesting game, correct? I think San Francisco has this is a must win for San Francisco, no? Yes. And probably with Trey Lance starting. That was interesting. I played him on my fantasy DraftKings team yesterday. And that was when I cashed big in because he had a nice day um, running the football, throwing the football. And they have a very good chance of knocking off the Rams because you know the Rams have already clinched or they haven't clinched the West yet. So they're probably going to want to do that. But San Francisco... You know, you want to write them off, right? You want to write them off. They have Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo. They are, they had a quarterback controversy until Trey Lance got hurt. Nobody knows what's going to happen with Garoppolo. Shanahan gets screamed at every week, sometimes on this show. They have a real shot at beating the Rams Sunday. They do. I watched part of the game. Trey Lance isn't there yet. No. I mean, the, the talent is just bursts off the screen to you. But his decision-making uh, is questionable. Uh, but what, I mean, he threw the pass to George Kittle that I'm surprised that Kittle caught it, number one. Number two, I'm surprised he didn't break his fingers. Um it was one heck of a throw, but his decision making still leaves something to be desired, which you can expect from a a player with his experience. Uh, I would almost go so far as to say that he might have a better shot against the Rams than Garoppolo, because 
whatever the Rams' issues are, Aaron Donald is like Mr. Clean. <laughs> he will erase a lot of your mistakes just from the fact that he is just an incredible football player. Yes. And he just raises so much havoc in the backfield. Uh, and Trey Lance is a, a lot more mobile than Garoppolo is. So it's going to be an interesting football game. I would almost at this point tend to think that um, San Francisco has a little edge, although uh, they did bench Josh Norman yesterday. And I would refer our listeners back about a month when I talked about that. Uh, so we'll see what their back end looks like. Could you know, be interesting. Who, who's going to cover Cooper Cup? It's going to be interesting. That should be very interesting. And if you're playing fantasy football next week, in that game, if Odell Beckham, I haven't seen the pricing yet, is cheap, pick him up. Because I got a feeling that uh, they're going to be going for some records, Cup and Stafford. And I think the Cup is overflown already. And I honestly think that you're going to be looking at the slot guy, and that's going to be Odell Beckham Jr. or Van Jefferson. One of those two are going to get all the gravy next week. But it should be a fun game. Tennessee, man. Tennessee. Folks wrote them off. Wrote them off when Derrick Henry got hurt. They clinched the AFC South, and they closed the season at Houston. Big shout-out for overcoming some serious adversity with broken wide receivers every week, a funny offensive line, a better-than-average defense, and Ryan Tannehill as the starting quarterback, Michael. Mike Vrabel is a wizard. Yeah. You know, that to me, is, I, I, I watch their games sometimes, and really they're not, they're not very fun, nor are they very interesting. No, boring team. But they win. And I really have such respect for Vrabel for Harbaugh because their teams, you know, they're, they're pulling people off the street for crying in the night, but they're, they compete, they compete and they, they stay in games and they have a, a chance to win games. And Rabel lost the fulcrum of that football team and might have home field all the way through the playoffs. You know, come on. That That is amazing coaching. And it tells you that everybody on the team's bought into whatever it is he's selling. Yeah, they're good. And they could, you know, if they continue on this pace they're on, they could get Derrick Henry back by the third week of January. That, uh, I'm no longer going to... Uh, do too much with Tennessee because it it's illogical to me that they win all the injuries Henry's out uh, you know they signed Julio Jones thinking okay this is the one piece and yeah he's he's the piece sitting over there on the sideline nursing another injury uh, 
just an interesting team to watch because you don't know uh, <laughs> when all the odds are against them, they still are there. So don't bet against them. Don't bet against them. I won't either. I'm leaving that game alone next week because they're at Houston, and who knows what they'll do. But they're a ten, they opened as ten point favorites, and now it's at eleven in some places. Most places ten and a half. Indianapolis, Indianapolis. I am through. You know, I put the elf on the shelf last year, and I said I'm going to never bring him off that shelf again, Michael. And yesterday, I, I, I got sucked in. I gave up way too many points. Indianapolis played like hot garbage. And now they're 15.5 point favorites against Jacksonville this week. I had it with the elf on the shelf. I had it with Michael Pittman. I've had it with the entire city of Indianapolis. Um, except for maybe a few people who live on the outskirts in the suburbs. That's how far removed I am from the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, I, I'm 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 right there with you. Although I have a very good friend in Indianapolis, and I don't want to besmirch him. Oh no, I take that. You know, no, he he's added to my list then because I, I, I. But generally speaking, I've just had it with the whole thing. I coached a really good kid from there, so I and I love love their family. So. I like the I, I guess I like the people of Indianapolis more than I like the actual Colts team this year. You know what I, I just can't stand about them is that they appear to have the talent, but they're so inconsistent. And when you when you have a team like that, you're you're looking at coach or quarterback or both. What's you know what's the issue there? I don't think it's the coach. I've tended to give him a pass, but at some point he's got to take some responsibility for how up and down that team is. And I really, I remember, I think it was three years ago, Carson Wentz was all banged up in Philly. Oh, right. And they had, they had no wide receivers. And I, I mean, none, um, they were starting Greg Ward, and he was the best receiver that that team had. Think about that for a second. Right. And Wentz was almost like willing that team into contention. Right. He, I remember was, that. he was really, really good. Strong. Strong mentally, strong physically, very determined. I don't know who this guy playing today is. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. Or as far as he can throw a football, which is apparently not as far as we thought. But uh, I'm just done with them. Uh, I, I don't like the way they handle the Marlon Mack thing. I ain't going to lie. I, I love Jonathan Taylor. What a great player. But Marlon Mack, what, they should have done more with him instead of just leaving him on the bench to rot. But then he's getting healthier by the second. The thing about Indianapolis, though, is they have the fourth highest point differential in the AFC. And that has to account for something. But at 9-7, and seven, that's not a 9-7 and seven football team on paper. However, they are in the real life. And as Bill Parcells used to say, no, you really are what your record says you are. Yes, indeed. 
And it is what it is. But they do better on the road than they do at home, which is weird because Lucas Oil Stadium is a great place to be. If you've, if you've not had the chance to go there, there's not a bad seat in the house. And, and, and the, the food at, in the media room there, Michael, is right on par with Madison Square Garden. And that, was my, that is, will always be my favorite media lunching place for the sushi. But uh, <laughs> but outside of that, you know, I got to give Indianapolis a pass. Let's see, Dallas. You know, that's a team right there. I get what's going on there. You know, they they've struggled. They've with because Ezekiel Elliott's been hurt, and from what I heard from people who in the know, is that this kid has been hurt for two years, and it doesn't seem to heal right. And it's so painful that he can't even catch his breath, but yet he refuses to miss a snap because he wants to help his teammates. He's a good kid, Ezekiel Elliott. He's had his issues too, but he's a good kid and a great teammate. But Dallas can't seem to get any points on the board with that fantastic tandem of Cooper and and, and the other one, the one that cost me money. What's his name? C.D. Lamb. He's another one that hurt my fantasy chances this week for our championship, Michael. I, I have you. I have to get Deontay Johnson to score forty points and Nick Chubb to score zero to win. Good luck with that. You never know. You know, stranger things have happened. That's true. But I don't think Nick Chubb's playing tonight. That's what I don't think. And uh, that's what you I, hope. Well, because there's a bonus involved for yardage. And, and I, I, you can bet that Cleveland, those cheap skates there, aren't going to want to pay him. But this Dallas team, now they are they play the Eagles in Philly this coming Sunday, and they're three-point away favorites. They've already clinched. They're one of the best teams against the spread in, in the league this season. But what happened to their offense? It seems like it went sayonara. I don't know. Um it- Again, I watch them because um, just like everybody knows that Zimmer's going to get fired, uh, they're looking for the potential replacement. Everybody's talking about Kellen Moore, the OC in, in Dallas. Um, I hope not. <laughs> I, I'm not sure what their problems are, but I, when you look at that kind of talent, when you look at the line – and the receiving core, everything seems to be there. You got to kind of look at Dak. Yeah. And how good is Dak really? And I, I think the Parcells quote uh, applies. You know, you are what you are. Sometimes um, he... He's going to be excellent. Other times, he's just going to be mediocre. And you never know when the mediocre is going to happen. I still think that team's got the most talent. I I, I still I, – I, not a team that I'm going to bet against. But we're at that point in the year where, you know, what are you going to do in the playoffs? And – you kind of need to be showing some consistency now. Yeah, you would think. Yeah. Well, yesterday we watched them, and then we watched uh, Tampa Bay, 
and they struggled with New York. And I'm not sure that's uh, as big a deal as we think it is. I think New York's growing into a, a decent football team. Yes, he's doing but, a good job coaching that. Selah, yeah. he's doing a nice job. And Tampa Bay, with Brady, pulled it out at the end. And I think that's who Tampa Bay is. And maybe Dallas is going to be that team that just plays well enough to win. We've seen those historically. But it's going to be an interesting playoff season for sure. Yeah, not, it is. It you're is. not going to get away with that with Green Bay or Tampa Bay. No, you're right. You're not. You know something, though? Dallas has the highest point differential in the NFC. But now that you brought up Green Bay, because that's the last set of notes I have, I want this is something that, folks, I want you to really pay attention to, especially when it comes to the playoffs. This defense has allowed 28 points or more in four of their last five games. They have a, a tremendous offense, but that defense is going to cost them at some point. I mean, with that, what they have out there... And what, you know, I just totally enjoyed listening to Aaron Rodgers' interview this previous week when he said Devontae Adams was the best player he'd ever played with. He said it with a straight face, and he made his receiver cry because that's a legend saying that stuff. But their point differential is plus 86, and that is low for a team with that kind of offense. Now I know they're thirteen and three. I know they're eight no at home, and they have clinched home field advantage for the entirety of the of the playoffs until obviously the Super Bowl. But that's a team that allows plenty of points, and if they run into a game where they're in a shootout, they might not cover. Keep an eye on that in the playoffs. I think that you're going to see that defense surprise you in the playoffs. Okay. Um, they ain't surprised me yet. So when I look at a defense, I'm looking at the three levels. What do you have? And they've got star quality players at three levels when they're healthy. Okay, that's that's going to be the trick. J.R. Alexander was not there last night. Um, he was on the COVID list, as I understand it. But their young linebackers are good. They've got Kenny Clark up front. I'm a big Kenny Clark guy. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um. These guys that can stop the run and bring pressure up the middle are solid gold in the playoffs. And everything goes through Green Bay now. Can you see that Dallas team playing well at uh, zero degrees windshield? That ought to be interesting. Um. Tennessee. No, Tennessee's in a rock division. What am I saying? I'm trying to find people who. What about Arizona would have a hard time? LA. You know that one, two, three. 
the top seven teams that have covered this season against the spread, only one of those teams won't be making the playoffs. For sure. I've already been eliminated. Wow. And if you can name that team, send it to me at Phil at PhilNationShow.com or leave a comment in the show notes at PhilNationShow.com. The first one to correctly identify that team. I'll send you a free betting football 101 book signed and everything on the house. No hints. <laughs> Google just lit on fire. Yeah, probably, huh? But you know what? They're a good football team. We have several. Green Bay, I, I'm feeling what you're saying there. But something tells me they're going to run into a problem. I don't know who's going to cause that problem yet. We haven't gotten that far yet, but just keep an eye on it. That's all I say. Keep an eye on it. Who do they play this week? They play, uh, who does Green Bay? Oh, they play, you know what? They play the Detroit Lions. Yep. Who are 10-6 and six against the spread. And you know that Rodgers is not going to play. Uh, they're going to give that foot a week off. They'll probably rest a bunch of people because they're pretty thin. And uh, they're pretty thin at receiver especially. Uh, I, I still think that's the team in the NFC. Okay. You know what? You're probably right. But I, I'm just thinking about maybe covering a spread against them. You know, they've done a good job, what have you. Do you have anything to add before we jump right into Monday Night Football? No, let us let us jump. Oh, jump it and jump we will. We have the Cleveland Browns. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Lots of things going on in this one. The main thing is the line movement was has jumped all over the place. It was the Browns, I think, were minus three, then they were minus one, now they're plus two. Uh, no one seems to know what they're going to do tonight, who they're going to start. There are rumors in the Cleveland press, and the people that I read generally don't put these kind of rumors out there. They say that they may sit all their prominent players tonight. They're already eliminated from contention. I don't think they got the heart in them to play spoiler. It's better to play victim and blame it on COVID than the fact that your quarterback has a noodle arm and he can't freaking hit a Cleveland Browns jersey. It's also Ben Roethlisberger's, probably anyway, his final home game as a Pittsburgh Steeler. How's that for some storylines? There you go. I think the one that's important is the last one. Yeah. Y'all wrote him off a long time ago and you made a mistake. Big Ben's calling his own plays, by the way. Well. He couldn't do a, he couldn't do a worse job than the offensive coordinator they have now. <laughs> who won't be there probably. I don't know that for sure, but 
I suppose I could find out, but I, I don't ask those kind of questions. It's not nice. Um, and the story is this. This is the last Monday night football game. This isn't the last Monday Michael and I'll be together, but it is our last Monday night football game. And I am 3-3 three and three for the week, and overall that includes the content from this show, which, of course, my name's on the door, so I can assume that record as well with my guests. A total of five and five this week. That means we need to break the tie. We have not had a losing week since the second week of the season, Michael. And you... <sighs> I missed you. You broke up. What did you say? I said, and you have a pick ready for us? Of course I do. Now, first of all, I would welcome you to head on over to cashwithflash.com and go read the sample of our Wolfline Sports Trading newsletter we offered both fundamental analysis as well as technical just like you would get at the stock from a stockbroker or a credible one that is not somebody who's selling stuff because they think they got lucky at DraftKings I'm talking about legitimate newsletters this is going to be the only one of its kind in sports betting no one else is doing this we've already made a pick there you can find that at BetStamp but I'm going to put it out there on this show too, Michael. I'm waiting. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I was trying. I was waiting for the drum roll, but I forgot I don't have a producer anymore. Um, drums. Yeah, I need to find some all those things. Pittsburgh is going to clean their clock tonight, and I'm going to tell you why. Because for all the boo birds on Twitter and the, that constantly decry Ben Roethlisberger and the rest of the Steelers. Those guys look up to him. He's their leader. This is his final home game. More than likely, he'll be the offensive coordinator next year. He's calling his own plays. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's going to be enshrined five years to the day after he finally hangs up his shoulder pads in Canton, Ohio, at a place called the Pro Football Hall of Fame. This guy has played every single game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He didn't go jump into other teams. Now, he could, but I don't think he will because him and Mike Tomlin are very good together. They won a Super Bowl together. And you know what? They're going to thrash the Cleveland Browns. Ben Roethlisberger is 25-2-1 lifetime against the Cleveland Browns. They are going to smash the living daylights out of Baker Mayfield and the rest of that trifling bunch who seem to have more desire to make their feelings known that COVID is the reason for their team's lack of success rather than the fact that their head coach has no idea what he's doing. Their quarterback has a noodle arm who spends more time doing progressive commercials than actually playing football. And the Pittsburgh Steelers and Mike Tomlin and Ben Roethlisberger are going to smash them into smithereens at Heinz Field. And when it's all over, John Kerry and his wife will show up, gather up what's left of the Browns, and turn them into spicy ketchup. Okay. Take the Steelers to cover. I don't care what the spread is. There, there's your pick. 
I, I think the spread's three and a half. Oh, it's moved up to three and a half now? Yeah, that's the last I saw. Okay, well I clicked it at minus two, so that's my play. You're still gonna play the you're still gonna play the Steelers. Because the Browns aren't going to be able to compete with them tonight. They're not going to want to try. Their season's over. They've already resigned the fact that they've blamed it on COVID. It's not their fault. And they're just going to go on about whatever they do in the trifling manner that they do it. And let's see. I'll give you one more stat here because I, I really, really like to back my work up with a statistic. And I'll give it to you. The Cleveland Browns are 2-5. and five. As an away team this season, they are two and two against their division. Ben Roethlisberger is twenty-five two and one lifetime against the Cleveland Browns. Adios, Cleveland. Great stuff today, Michael. I'm 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 glad you're clear about <laughs> about oh, yeah. how you feel. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Head on over to Cash with Flash. I was more subtle in my uh, fundamental analysis. But the bottom line is the Steelers are going to smash them. I hope the Steelers smash them. I hope they get into the playoffs. I hope they go all the way to the Super Bowl. And I hope they ended up winning the Super Bowl in Ben Roethlisberger's final season. And that ought to shut up the Mike Tomlin haters, too. There you go. Okay. You can find Michael over at Phoenix Preacher on Twitter. And if you're so inclined, head on over to his website, phoenixpreacher.com. And that's going to wrap it up for today's show. I want to thank Michael. I want to thank all my guests for making this one of the best sporting sports betting shows on the planet. We are. You can follow all our picks at betstamp.app. Please do. Don't forget the Wolf Line and the Wolf Line Sports Trading Newsletter available at cashwithflash.com as well as thewolfline.com. Take all that information and head on over to PlayUp. That's PlayUp Sportsbook for presenting this show. Make sure you tell them that The Flash sent you, and I promise you, you're going to be very happy, and you're going to find out why PlayUp is always your best bet. Until next time, you all take care of yourselves. Be good. And most importantly, Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you. My father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you. Thanks for listening to The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. And please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page.